Hello, Faith Family Church. Donna Kerr and I are so excited about closing out the year with the last panel. And I thought a great thing to talk about would be gratefulness. The Lord has been so gracious to our church this year. And so I wanted to ask you, what are some of the things you're grateful about this church? I'm glad to get to answer that question because my husband and I are rather new here. And we, got, we go out to the car every Sunday and look at each other and say, aren't we glad we're here? Aww. Because we are. The first Sunday we came, we didn't know anyone. And uh, we sat through the sermon. And when I got done, when we, the pastor got done with the sermon, I went out to the car. And I was so excited. I said, we've got to come back. I touched my microphone. I'm sorry. That's OK. Um, because we loved it because of the sermon, the preaching. Mm -hmm. It's expository preaching, which we really love, which means he goes verse by verse, chapter by chapter through the Bible. We don't get to pick which ones we like and mm -hmm. stick on those subjects, but we take it all like a multivitamin because we need all the vitamins. Yes. And so we like that kind of preaching. I feel that the pastor is very easy to listen to. I feel riveted on every word. And it's... It's kind of like coming to church this morning, you know, it's foggy out there and mm -hmm. some places it was hard to see the road and certainly can't see your destination. But when the pastor preaches, I feel like when he opens the word, the Holy Spirit just lifts the fog mm -hmm. and I see the path to the point of it. Mm -hmm. I see the point, I see the path to the, to the lesson to be learned from that passage. Yes. So I, I love that. I also love the fact that um, it's a good mix of people here. Yes. There's from all neighborhoods, from all walks of life, from young and old. It's just a nice group of people. But what I think we all have in common, from my perspective, it seems like everybody here is really hungry for the word. Yes. And I love that. It's not a social gathering. It's We greet friends and all, but we're all here to hear the word. Mm -hmm. And I love that about it. And the third thing that I love about this church is I love our small group. Yes. Um, I really feel like we can take our friendships deeper there. It's not just, how are you? Did you have a good week? Mm -hmm. But we can really share our burdens, mm -hmm. even, can I say, our struggles, you know, personal struggles. I feel like the people in my small group will really pray for me. And I feel mm -hmm. like I can take my mask off and say, it was a rough week. Yes. And I struggled with this or that. Or, and I really trust those people, and mm. they really pray for me. I believe they do, yes. and I really pray for them. I, I really love our small group. That's so sweet. Community is so wonderful, but to have a community that's built on the Word of God yes. is what is wonderful about our church. Yes. And it's beautiful because that can be anywhere. It uh -huh. doesn't just exist here. Right. But this is a special place. And it's, it's a gift to be a part of this congregation. It is. Well, this is a big question. Okay. So you might have to get all your notes out or something. I but took some. I hope I don't <laughs> have to read them all. <laughs> we, Kyle preached over um, two chapters today for Samuel 21 and 22. So how were you helped by the sermon today? Well, there were several things in the sermon that I really felt touched me. Lots of factual things I learned, like... David being in exile for 10 years, I guess I had never realized it was that long. Yes. But, you know, that's interesting because a lot of people God used in the Bible, they went through trials or they went out to the wilderness or they were in exile. 
for long periods of time. Mm. And when we pray, we want God to kind of answer it like tomorrow maybe, <laughs> yes. or at least next by next week. Yes. But for 10 years, David ran scared mm. and he was fearful and he struggled. And so that was an interesting fact. Um, but what, what, one thing that really touched me was when he said, um, God has a purpose in our pain. Mm. And he also said there's a goal in every heartbreak. Mm. And I do believe that on every chair in our congregation, there sits a broken person. Yes. We, we can hide it. We can ignore it. We can <laughs> pretend it, it's not us. But in truth, we all have a place that we need help, yes. that we struggle with, that we um, are fearful of. Mm. And so it's really good to know that God has a purpose in it. He mentioned that David lost his family, that he, had to, he was run out of his home. Mm. He lost so many things. I never thought about David in that light. Right. But for 10 years, he was like that. Mm -hmm. And so he was like one of us. Mm. And yet pastor said, read this, said this, the most beautiful description of God, the most heartfelt prayers, the most comforting passages were written by David during this time. Mm -hmm. And I think, isn't that even true of my own life? When yes. I've had my most difficult struggles, that has been when God has taught me the most mm. and been the most precious to me. Yes. It's painful. Mm -hmm. But in the end, looking back, I so much love the lessons I learned during mm -hmm. that time. Um, during that time of struggling in my life, that's when I grew the most. Mm -hmm. That's when I learned to trust the most. And my praise at the end of it became the truest praise, mm. honest praise. Yes. Because it was something I struggled to get through and only... Only God could help me with it. Yes. So. That's beautiful. It really is. I read this passage last night, and I was like, I can't wait. This is so good. <laughs> and it just, it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, David's lying. Yes. He's running away. Saul is a jealous, crazy person. Yes. Priests are being slaughtered. Um, something Kyle told me last night, he was like, you know that this was a the prophecy was fulfilled that was given in 1 Samuel 2, verse 40, to Eli, that his family oh. would not be able to continually be priests, that yes. that would be taken away from oh, them. Oh, yes. These were the priests. Yes. And so I just, 1 Samuel is my favorite book of the Bible anyways, oh. but I love how messy it is, and yes. it still never changed God's plan. I thought about Saul, too. Um, uh, he, he had a sin, jealousy. We all have sins, and we think, oh, they're no big deal. Right. But Saul's jealousy turned into hatred and unreasonable hate. Yes. And, and he had a totally different perspective of things that were going on because of the sin in his life. Mm. And let it be a warning to us. If yes. If we allow sin to take root in us, it can change our whole perspective. It never stays that no, same small sin. No, no. We see things differently. We interpret things differently. We hear things differently. Mm -hmm. And Saul was so caught up in that. Yes, he was convinced of it. The other thing uh, the pastor pointed out was that uh, we are to go to God, flee to God, even when we're sinful. Mm. You know, and sometimes 
we think, you know, I got myself into this mess. I wouldn't dare ask God to help me because if I got myself into it, I need to get myself out of it. Mm. And really, the opposite is true. Yes. Um, he, David didn't make wise choices. He lied. He, he sinned. We don't think of him that way. I mean, maybe on some occasions, but in his daily life, he pulled some boners, mm -hmm. just like we do. Mm -hmm. But that is when we need to go to heaven, or go to God, mm. and ask for help and praise him for who he is, that he can help us and that he is higher than us. Mm. Um, when I am uh, overcome, let me go to the rock that is higher than I. Mm -hmm. Not our best friend, not our, right. sometimes not even our husband, our, our, but go to the rock that is higher than us, mm. that has a better perspective over that fog, yes. that fog that we live in. You know? mm -hmm. um, the pastor said, God comes through for us not because you keep your promises to him, but because he <laughs> keeps his promises to us. Yes. We go to him not because I'm faithful, Lord, so please help me. I've right. been faithful to you. Are you kidding? Right. We are unfaithful. And he, he is the faithful one. Mm -hmm. I think that difference between his faithfulness and my unfaithfulness causes me to seek out him more when I am in need, to love him more because I couldn't help myself, mm. to trust him more because I couldn't fix the situation, and to praise him more. Mm. Um, I really believe my best posture before God is when I see my sin mm. and when I have my fears and when I feel my weakness. Yes, That's my best position before God. Mm -hmm. Because then I see him more clearly of who he, is who he is and who I am. Yes. And there needs to be a clear understanding of both of those. Yes. So those, those were helpful for me that he said to go to God even when you're sinful. Mm-hmm. Especially. <laughs> yes. Especially. That is so wonderful. Well, today we went through worship movements before we got to our sermon, and they centered around the new year. So we did a song of adoration, submission, assurance, and then hope. So a lot of people don't, a lot of Christians don't like resolutions or anything like that. But this is a great time to start something new, to start fresh. And so it's a great time to have a goal. So I don't know if there was any spiritual goals that you have set in the past or that you're setting for yourself this year that have helped you grow. I like to do a lot of self-reflection. So um, when kids have a birthday, I think, wow, they're getting so old. <laughs> I remember when I rocked them, or, mm. you know, and I see the passage of time moving. Our days drag on, mm. but the yes. years fly by. Mm. And so when we come to New Year's, I always do a lot of thinking about what did I accomplish in this last year? What, mm -hmm. How have I grown? How have I changed? What do I need to change mm -hmm. for this coming year? And it seems like a natural good place to start. Yes. So for many years, my goal has always been to read through the Bible. Mm -hmm. I do not want to get to heaven and say, you know, I never read that part. <laughs> 
because he's given me so many years. Mm. So I try every year to read through the Bible. Sometimes I'm more successful than others. Mm -hmm. And there's many good plans to do it. Yes. Uh, I've tried different plans, but I like, I'm kind of a type A person, so I like <laughs> to go from cover to cover. Right. I've tried different ways, and they're fine, and they're all good. Mm -hmm. But that's the way I do it. So I'm going to do that. Um, I have a brother who every year, he gets a new Bible, and he writes one of his grandchildren's name in it. Oh. And he reads that Bible through with taking notes and marking passages of scripture specifically for that child. Oh. And then at the end of the year, gives that Bible to That him. is such a great idea. I think idea. that's a wonderful idea. That is so really that's, sweet. That's one suggestion I could have. But Yes. Uh, anyways, that's, that's what I'm doing this year is going to be reading through the Bible. And also, um, I've been thinking lately about my prayer list. Hmm. I have a long prayer list. It's, I have three children, 10 grandchildren, <laughs> seven siblings and their wow. wives, friends from all around the world because of my husband's career. Right. You know, and so my prayer list grows and grows. And I want my prayers to be meaningful. Uh, they're kind of like friendships. You can have hi, how you doing friendships. Yes. Or you can have deep friendships. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my prayers to be, hi, how you doing? Mm -hmm. I want them to be meaningful and real, you mm -hmm. know, real deep prayers for people. So I'm trying to figure out how to tackle this long prayer list right. honestly and really pray for the people I'm going to say, I'm going to pray for you. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm still trying to figure it out, but I think this year I'm going to try. I have six grandchildren in, in uh, Virginia. So I'm going to try dividing the grandchildren up, 10 all together. Pray for five this week. I may call them and say, I'm praying for you this week. Mm -hmm. what can, how can I pray for you? Yes. What would you want me to pray about? And pray earnestly and deeply for those children. And then the next week, do the other five. And go back and forth between them so that they know I'm praying for them. And so I can pray like I want to. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not rushing down a list. Yes. Yes. So that was another thing. That's really And then sweet. my own personal little issue is I'm going to work on my patience this year. <laughs> the Lord will give you something then. I, I know, I know, but sometimes you have to lean into it. Yes. Like skiing, you're afraid to go down the hill, but you got to lean into it. That's really neat. And um, I, I need to lean into that because I want things done quick. Mm. I want answers quick. I want decisions quick. And I'm not really always gracious in those moments. Mm. So I'm going to work on that. Well, that's great. I think... When we hear self-reflection for my generation, it's very, what, what makes me happy or what pleases me? So I love how your self-reflection is like, where am I lacking? Mm -hmm. Where am I struggling spiritually? Because we should be yeah. looking at those things. And then to identify and be like, this is my goal then. I see this yeah. weakness in myself. If you can't admit it, you can't fix you it. You can't fix it, exactly. Mm -hmm. There's no repentance Right. If you're not, if you're not admitting it, right. um, something that I did this year for the first time, which is probably a little embarrassing, is I picked up a seminary book, a theology seminary book, <laughs> and it's way over my head, um, way over my head. I have to Google words 
normally. Oh my goodness. But it has been so rich and it has shown me the character of God so oh. much more than I've ever seen before. Yes. And my husband was super helpful telling me like, it's gonna be over your head and that's okay. It's over everybody's heads when they read it. And you just start and you'll get some of it and then you, but it'll keep you going and yes. you'll get more and more every time and you'll learn. And he was telling me that's how he felt when he first started sure. seminary as well. And so um, I'm determined to read heavier things, yeah. challenge myself, not just mentally. I want to know God better. Yes. And there are lots of great books out there, of course. Yes. But you know this, women's books tend to be yeah. not the not rich in theology. They can be a little fluffy sometimes yeah. and um, tend to be a little more self-centered, mm -hmm. I feel. And so it was so exciting to learn about the Lord in those ways yes. and passages that we've been studying and questions I've had for literally years that were easily answered. And so it was or really maybe things helpful. that you know that are kind of starting to fall into place. In yes. Theology yes. And stuff. So that's that's our spiritual goals. But anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, Donna. This thank was you. lovely. Faith Family Church, Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.